This week, Square announced it would buy Australia's Afterpay, a leading provider of Buy Now Pay Later Services, or BNPL. BNPL is a service where a consumer can split up the cost of buying an item typically into four interest-free payments. But why would Square acquire a company providing services that Square itself could potentially develop? After all, Square has direct relationships with millions of merchants, and through its Cash App, direct relationships with tens of millions of consumers. In this edition of Commerce Code, Build or Buy, the big decision for fintechs and banks. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco. This is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. The pace of innovation has dramatically accelerated in the fintech industry. From the rapid rise and mainstreaming of formerly arcane cryptocurrencies to the most basic aspects of how we make retail purchases, increasingly using buy now and pay later. There are so many new technologies to keep up with for banks payment companies, and merchants. So in this innovation tsunami, how can these companies keep pace? It's an age-old question for businesses. Build versus buy. It's the choice between building technologies in-house or buying them, either by acquiring a smaller company or by buying services from a third party. Increasingly, banks and fintechs are choosing to buy. One current example is Square's decision to buy Afterpay for $29 billion. The reason for this choice is that building new technologies from scratch takes time, and generally, it has a higher risk of failing. So why take all the time and risk when you can pay to get the sure thing? In Square's case, that guaranteed speed and success cost $29 billion. Today on the show, we speak with an innovative company from Southern California called MK Decision. They specialize in helping banks and financial institutions make the right buy decision by providing the most novel technologies for running bank operations. Hadai Kosla is the CEO and co-founder who chartered the company with a mission to help community financial institutions thrive digitally by providing a digital platform of products, including checking and savings accounts, credit cards, as well as consumer, commercial, small business, and indirect loans, all digitally. Hey, good morning, Hadai. How are you? Silvio, doing excellent here in San Diego. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. We're seeing banks and payment companies looking at how they can partner with other companies that maybe previously were seen as competitors, and they're partnering instead with those competitors. A good example is Square's recent acquisition of Afterpay, the buy now, pay later company. How does MK do this? How do you leverage partnerships with third-party providers in the fintech industry to deliver the best experiences and the best technologies to communities? banks and other banks. MK is a platform provider for banking technology, which ultimately means that we are the platform that bankers use to process and underwrite checking accounts, savings accounts, credit cards, and unsecured installment loans. Bringing a platform to market requires partnership 
one cannot do it alone. You wouldn't satisfy all of the requirements of the financial institution trying to do it all alone in our space. We ultimately partner and try to joint market the industry with these integration partners. Really interesting. And in many ways, you're a tech platform bringing it all together and making it simple and easy to use for your customers. For community financial institutions, they're going through a really significant transition now. But really, the bar has been up significantly. The game is more challenging. What advice do you have for these community financial institutions as they look to support their customers in a really comprehensive way in this new age of digital where Basically, consumers have an expectation that they never have to walk into a branch, that they can do everything online. Yeah, Silvio, I think every financial institution has to be asking themselves that existential question, why me, why now? And this isn't just a banking technology issue. Every industry in the world is being disrupted right now. For the banking technology industry, your your website is not just the face of your financial institution. Uh, it's actually your first branch. So what we've really tried to center our differentiation around is being that digital storefront for that financial institution's banking products on both sides of the balance sheet. The other side of it is how fast and how easy is the process. We're seeing that consumer drop-off on the first screen of a digital channel is usually the highest. So In terms of the financial institutions who are trying to compete, I would encourage them not to try and compete with the local financial institution on the other corner in the local town. I would encourage them to look at the mega banks and the digital banks for inspiration as to who their true competition is. We see the mega banks and the digital banks owning 85% of the checking account marketplace right now. Credit unions have hardly grabbed new market share over the last 25 years. The key is to remember who we're competing with. We're competing with the largest financial institutions in the world. And our digital services or digital storefront is where that competition is taking place. And you talked about differentiation for your end customers. I'm sure that's a question that gets asked of your company as well. What makes MK Decision different from other providers in the fintech industry? Because, you know, a lot of the tools you use are industry available tools. It's tools that the community financial institution could plug into directly without using your service. Ultimately, what makes your company different? And why is it that banks and FIs and credit unions use you versus going to somebody else? So as we looked for differentiation in the marketplace, we ultimately found that none of the account opening and loan origination providers were actually working on the financial institution's digital storefront. So we found that if we were building out the website sales funnels to help the consumer browse, shop, compare, and then ultimately apply for different banking products, we could have a major increase to our conversion percentage and pull-through ratios because we were taking the time to cultivate interest and consideration in the consumer's eyes and their shopping experience. Decisioning is really how we started this business six plus years ago, and decisioning is not enough. We've also gone into the identity verification marketplace and looked for ways that we can access data on the consumer that is not readily available and make decisions that are more relevant to their their present circumstances. And using that data beyond just the credit profile and beyond just the Office of Foreign Asset Control checks to actually start getting a larger 360 viewpoint on the consumer. Are they who they say they are? 
And are they worthy of this financial product? And you've got a really interesting name for the company, MK Decision. Where did that name come from? And how do you guys think about your mission? Ultimately, MK for us is short for make. And our core purpose in the platform is helping bankers, lenders, underwriters, and processors make decisions that they're confident in and bringing confidence to our customers when using this platform that they've verified the identity of the applicant and that they are worthy of this product. That's really the mission behind the platform itself. The mission behind the team at large, which creates a great sense of purpose in building this fintech product is ultimately strengthening the local economies. And when you've got these financial institutions who generation after generation have invested and toiled in these cities to make sure that the fabric of the financial institution permeates into prosperity for all in that town, we want to help them compete. We want to help them survive in this onslaught of digital transformation. Those financial institutions serve those local communities And those local communities are the backbone of this nation. One of the things that really every company and every bank is trying to figure out, and they've had to figure out during this pandemic, which is unfortunately resurgent again with the D variant, they've all figured out how do they become a digital bank. If you can't be a digital bank, you're not going to be a bank for very long. But the reality is going digital is expensive, particularly for smaller banks and community financial institutions. They are facing some challenges going digital. What are some of the big things that you see them facing as they try to go digital? I think the first challenge is for the financial institutions to truly understand their requirements and take a needs-based approach to vendor selection. Going forward though, Silvio, there's really a lot of providers coming into the space simply because this market, not only was it untouched by COVID, it was dramatically accelerated. From determining your needs as a financial institution to going through your demos and discovery calls with different fintech providers, we ultimately suggest that you have a, a vendor scorecard. And that vendor scorecard, Silvio, could be covering a variety of topics topics from feature functionality all the way to some of the cultural alignment that the financial institution could have with the vendor of choice. So between determining your requirements as a financial institution and then building out your scorecard for how you're actually going to rate the vendor, those are two tidbits that I think often aren't actually deployed. Fascinating. Well, Hadai, thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing your insights. It was a real pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, Silvio, for the consideration and for all the listeners. Really do appreciate your attention and look forward to working with you. That's Harai Khalsa, the CEO and co-founder of MK Decisions, speaking to us from San Diego, California. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on the future of build versus buy. On the show today, we've spoken mostly about the advantages of buying new technology. But the reality is that there are many advantages to building things in-house, too. These include more control of the technology and also competitive barriers to entry. However, in a world that is becoming increasingly complex, even the largest companies like Square are choosing to buy rather than build. And that same logic of buying to decrease time to market and decrease operational risk is also driving smaller banks and merchants to buy instead of building. Will this continue? In one word, 
Yes, Chase and Bank of America, the two biggest banks in the U.S., together had nearly $1 trillion in unused corporate credit at the end of June. That's up 20% from a year ago and a quarterly record at both banks. All those credit lines will be used by companies across the world to buy, buy, buy. You heard it here first. More M&A and more technology spending coming soon. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. That's www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.